Welcome, welcome. We know you've been anticipating and waiting for us to bring you this content. So, welcome to a different worldview. I'm Jess B. Rue. And I am Jay Hugh. And we, and ju- we just see things, see things differently. differently. I mean, hey, it's really how this goes. Like, but um, pretty much, we just took the combinations of Vero Relations, which is my company, with you know custom apparel and my personal podcast, Just Be Real Podcast. Um, so that's under my umbrella and Jay. So I have Big Drip University, um, which is an institution dedicated to preserving the culture through style, fashion um sneakers um we have a variety of things that you know we touch on so yeah you can most definitely follow us at bd university 19 on ig as well as facebook oh yeah and mine's just b-roll relations at b-roll relations exactly how it's spelled is b-roll relations so check out my custom apparel check out the yes. podcast that's real podcast yes also subscribe lock in um, that's a gym so within it's gonna be dope for us to just come together and have a platform together because I don't know we just got this dynamic that's kind of like unexplainable no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just it's it's amazing how you know we came together like you know we have very much you know like a lot of similarities so like as just stated we are Jessica's that's why we see things just see different things differently um we also love a different world like that's one of our favorite shows so we definitely want to be the voice of Hillman um regarding what's been going on in this today's world and I feel like we fit we both felt like that this is what the world was missing so right which speaking of a different world I'm so excited for smart funny and black in the crib 2.0 with Daryl and Bell and Kadeem and Kadeem Hardison, who played Dwayne Wayne, I am so hyped. Like, I missed the Jasmine guy and um, Cree Summer one, but of course I was in LA, but I heard it was so dope. When I see clips, I get so jealous. But she already said, Amanda said, if you a different world head, you know, this is this is for you. This, this is for them dedicated for us. Baby, okay? Yes, most definitely. So I'm hype about that, especially because I'm part of SFB Society. Smart Funny and Black Society, which is a, a, a society where it's a safe space for black minds to come collab- together and allies um, that Amanda created. So it's been dope doing that too. So I'm excited. I don't know if I'm wearing my jersey, if I'm wearing my shirt. Yet again, we're going to be in the house. What does it really matter? But it's, but it's still, you still can be in the house and have a good time. Because if it's me, <laughs> I would have my flip-ups on. Nobody could even see me. I have my flip-ups on. I have... Right. Hey, I'm wearing my flip-ups. I'm probably going to wear my Dwayne Wayne jersey. Yes. Might as well. Because, I mean... Might as well. I was going to go for the Malcolm X, but I might do the Malcolm X if I go out with my homies that night and we go celebrate. And then I'll just do that for, like... Or save for Saturday. Like, I know. It's a lot of folks going to have the cookouts. Because guess what? Juneteenth is a national holiday. I don't care if it ain't on your calendars. It's a national and They need to. They holiday. just passed that law in Virginia for it to be I know. National. I saw that. I saw that. And I just but thought it was dope. Step, come on, stay down. How about, how about you come have on federal, Come on, federal law. Come on. Let's go. Let's come on, go. pay a holiday. But nah. Okay. But. But now this is pretty much where North meets South. Yes. PWI HBC, meets HBC. HBCU. HBCU. <laughs> Jess is from the South, born and raised. I migrated down here as a transplant, as they call us. 
Um, the furthest south I have went to like live was Delaware, which technically not is not even south. Cause it's mm-hmm. two and a half hours. Not even by long um, It's above the Mason-Dixon line, so it don't really count. But um, it's different down here in Charlotte. I will say that you know New York. I'm a New York girl, so this is this. Is- So, yeah, colorism is definitely something that has them from the European ancestry, where now it's like, okay, well, you're lighter, so you're closer. You're going to be the house nigga. You know, I'm the field nigga, so I'm going to separate them two to have a reason to go, you know, to go at it and, you know, just make one feel superior and one feel inferior, which I still find hilarious that Spike Lee did that for school day. That was his tactic in order to have them like give all that passion, that rawness behind good and bad hair. Like that's every person's favorite scene in that whole entire movie outside of the nasty, which looked at me in part of the side. Jane was a little freaky. <laughs> oh, duh. <laughs> Big Brother Dean Almighty. Um, but I think it was hilarious because like when he gave the background story, like how he did like learn that from an Omega, like, you know, what happens like this life but it was more so like i put the dark-skinned girls in a motel for a reason i put the light-skinned girls in the high four-star five-star hotel the whole time during filming so that rawness that y'all get on that screen where y'all see like yo they look like they're about to really go out of each other's heads that's spike lee's genius idea to really make them live how it really was like because mind you this is the time during apartheid so like segregation and equality was something they were trying to bring back again but it's crazy, like, because Jigaboo wanna be, like, that's a powerful scene, yo. That. Just even going back to the context of, like, just the the name of each group. Like, you know, crazy everybody know that Jigaboo is a derogatory term, for, you know, for a darker, you know, a darker uh, black person. Then here you go, you got the wannabe because you want to be white. You know what I'm saying? Like, even just that portion of it, you, you could just spend so much but time. But even that's to the hair, though. Yes. Hair. They have blonde hair, pressed out, blue blue contact lenses. Yes. Like, they even said it like, oh, the words, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, yeah, well, you know what, bro? Your eyes are not even real. Blue contact lenses. And then they go throw, and raise, they throw slurs back at each other. Yes. And it's like, well, damn. And, all, and the, by the way, there's no such thing as good or bad hair. I hear people say that to me. Oh, you got good hair. What's good hair? Because I'm a mix. That's why it's good hair. But there's never no such thing as good hair or bad hair, only bad weaves. Okay. Some of y'all be out here walking around with them, sis. Woo. I got my little friend. Somebody talk, look like you got a whole bird's nest on your head. The Levi, though. Woo. Okay. That's another time. <laughs> that's not even a Levi. That's a retrieve out. Like, trying to find a way to go ahead and reconcile that or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but but <it's> like, <laughs> that was funny. Like so, you did that was that was funny. But yes, but you're big on topic. But it's just one of the things where, like, I always tell people, like, as living in the type of society we live in, they thrive off of the, you know, what I'm saying the lack of unification, and so they're trying to use, you know, multiple tactics to keep us from unifying because there, you know, there is power in numbers, and you know, of course as a people that we are like we were one of those people like baby kid we don't die we multiply and so we got to figure out a way to keep them separate from each other never come together you know what i'm saying to see their greater purpose and so what better way to do that than start off on the plantation the light skinned people working indoors and the darker working the field and so that's where that want to be mentality started because guess what i get to wear master clothes old clothes i get to sleep in master's basement I get to sleep in master's attic. 
I get to eat the food that master, you know, saying, you know, his leftovers. I get to read the books. Right. I get to learn how to write. My diction, just like master, because guess what? I can speak better than you can because you work out there in the field. So. And stop saying this talking white. Y'all be the main people that's about colorism that we talk about. Oh, you're talking white. No, because I'm able to articulate properly. That's the difference. Like, okay, this is what people don't know about me. I'm going to give y'all the uncut raw. So, in reality, this is really how I talk. I talk like a, a New York bird. Like, seriously, this is how I talk. But when I'm talking and I have to be Jessica, it's a whole other demeanor that I'm able to exude to be able to articulate exactly what I'm saying. So it's two different tones. But for y'all, y'all gonna get the, oh, hey, this is the New York. Like, hey, whatever, my G. Like, hey, we good. But I'm gonna learn how to switch it off because it's professionalism. It's not me being white. You know, in a lot of those classes, it's AP and honors. But besides the point, and it's not wrong with elevating yourself too. Stop, stop trying to downplay people because they want to go ahead and challenge their mind and challenge their mental and not want to just stay on the standard of where they could just get by in life. Some people like to strap up their boots and try to take, you know, that faith, that walk, and just jump into stuff. I was one of them. But it's I was up the spectrum. That brown paper bag test though, I really just thought it was AKAs. No tea, no change. No. It's it was sororities in general. Um it also <clears throat> went into the music industry like i was kind of speaking spoke briefly on it um for those who you know are into you know films and things of this nature you know highlighting some of these topics that me and just talking about of course i'm gonna throw out film because i love movies like movies and music are definitely one of my faves um so even speaking on the prime brown paper bat test in the movie bessie um you know queen latifah played the empress of blues i love her yes so Queen, well, you know, in the film, Queen Latifah playing Bessie. Bessie was actually discriminated with a brown paper bag. Um, she was not allowed to join um, this musical group due to the fact that her skin was darker than the paper bag. And so what Bessie did was she did the reverse because I don't want y'all to think colorism just goes one way. Light skinned people always just colorist towards oh, dark skinned people. Yeah. It goes both ways. Just want to go ahead and throw that out there. And so what Bessie did was going forward. She decided, hey, I'm gonna input that brown baby bag. And guess what? If you lighter than that brown baby bag, you cannot be a part of my squad. And so that's how she moved. And it's so, I think, like, you know, like looking into this and, you know, you know, because I'm a history major, you're gonna tell that by the episodes when we start talking about stuff. She's a nerd. She's a nerd. That's a nice essay. She's a nerd. She's a nerd. I can't talk because I'm an accountant. I'm a blur. I'm a black nerd. But yeah. You should see these glasses she got on. She's looking like Malcolm X, for real. <laughs> like, looking like a blurred. Power to the people. Power to him. <laughs> <laughs> you play so much. But nah, I was just put aside. But it even went into the church. Like, I think that that's the part that blew my mind. Like, yeah, when I read that it went into the churches, I said, wait, y'all got a brown paper bag? So God over here judging my melanin, too? Oh, yeah, because y'all still confused because y'all still swear that nigga was white, right? Yeah, when he had hair walls. Oh, okay. Skin of bronze? Bronze? Come on now. Sound like um, Jesus had dreads. He looked like me and you. <laughs> let, 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 let. I'm just saying, the man sound black to me. But. Uh, the man sound black to me. He sound real black to me, too, because he home with everybody. He heard, you know what I'm saying? He home with. The hood always folks. show love. You know, that's what we always do as a black community. Yes. Always show love. Always, even when our times when there's in different times where we shouldn't be showing it, we still do. It's just in our nature. So, yeah, we got it. That man had to be black. They're going to be in for a rude awakening. But going back to the church, yeah, so they, they would actually do similar tests. Like, they even had a test where um they would take 
well, we speak on three tests. They used prime brown paper bag test as well. And they also had the what they call the door test. The door test, they would literally paint the door a shade of brown. And if you were darker than the door, you would not you were not allowed to be a member of that church. Like what? You exactly the, the fact when I found out they did that for institutions like HBCUs, like somebody they were doing that at Howard. I know. Like y'all were really sitting here trying to really segregate separate your own people at an HBCU, historically black college university for those who don't know. Like and that's the number one prime H HBCU like in the country, top accredited HBCU. When I yes. read that, I was like, wow. And it was from somebody named Dr. Arnold, who used to be like a professor there. Right. I was like, that's crazy. But to know this all began with while comparing African-American skin tones to the color of a brown paper bag. Like, do you, this really was determined to let an individual have certain privileges. Like, this really started from 1900 to 1950. People were really using this brown paper bag and had brown paper bag parties to let you know, like, where you were welcome, where you weren't welcome. Mm-hmm. You see how much of an issue this is that... We as a people have to come together when shit gets too crazy. But in reality, we have this stupid fight every day about who's light skin, who's dark skin, who's better, who's not. And it's become a fucking fetish. It's annoying. Yes. And also, like, don't even forget the comb test, Jess. Don't let's not forget that. Well, like, uh, they had to take the comb. They took a fine two comb. And, you know what I'm saying? Because you hear this all the time. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all have something that you're going to break that comb, girl. But guess what? Where it came from? It, it stemmed from another test. Where they would take a fine tooth comb. When they say, oh, your hair can break the teeth out of comb. That euphemism. Them euphemisms, they keep a... Mm, they little shady things, ain't <laughs> Pity. Them things shady. But it's it's almost like, you know, it's post it's post-slavery. Like... Instead of just saying like, "Hey, your this type of comb is not fit for your hair," if your t- if your if the teeth of this comb breaks because you know your course your hair was a different texture, again you're not welcome here. We want we want the comb to be able to go through people you know hair smoothly, and so those are the people type of people that are considered you know clean cut, you know, just welcome like, but that's the and crazy that's part. That's what I mean, like. The crazy part for me is, like, you really went through all of this. And then for you, I think what, I think this probably what really deterred me when I was looking at, like, even though we have BGLO, I think what I, that whole thing with the AKAs, like, when my aunt told me about that, and she's a brown skinny kid, she crossed like 60-something, which really wasn't too far after these brown paper bag parties. She pretty much was like, it was a struggle for her to even get online or even get picked for AKA because of the color of her skin and the course of her hair. Like, cause she was like, I was a country girl going to school, West Virginia state. And like, yo, I wasn't on their radar. Like I didn't pass the test. And somehow somebody put in a word for me to get in. And I'm like, yo, you're kidding. I was in like the 60s. She was like, girl, it was not too far removed at that point. Like the fact they had stuff like light skinned blacks, even after formed after reformed after slavery had places called like blue vein societies where like if you couldn't see your blue veins in somebody's skin then you couldn't get in like okay y'all might not know me and jess but if you want to put her and i by each other for the blue skin if i want to be the blue vein society i, I would get in and she wouldn't i lost <laughs> because you can see my veins in my arm like you can see my blue veins you probably wouldn't be able to see jess's because she's more on the, the you know other spectrum of a melanin she has a more i say the black of the berry she got more the of the berries than the juice <laughs> But the crazy thing, like, you can see my vein, but guess what it ain't? It's, guess what color it's not? It's not blue. Cause, because of right. the melanin, it shows to be like a, like a darker shade of green or something like that. 
Cause like you know, right. I drink a lot of water, so the veins gonna show. But nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be selected to be elite. <laughs> so she would be part of moving society, but it's just like as black women, we use colorism a lot. Um, I specifically feel when it comes to trying to when we when everybody be posting this, oh, I don't degrade women, da, 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 but you be from say, oh, girl, you got nice hair, or oh, you're four C. Like why we gotta name the whole alphabet? In order for us to be able to define each other, like, oh, you got 4C, you got 3B, you got, okay. It sound like some type of bingo. Hey, 4C, A, uh, 3C, 3A, oh, oh, yeah, oh, bet. Like, bingo, okay, so that means you have better hair. Like, <laughs> exactly what, like, like, what does it mean? Like, I, that's a, it sounds stupid to me. Like, it's good to know in, the, in the, like regards to take care of your hair, but why does oh, oh, another queen's crown define who she is? Why does the amount of melanin in her skin define who she is when in reality... Y'all both have shades of melanin. It's just that it's on a spectrum, right. which makes our people so cultured and so amazing. Yes, and unique and different. Cause guess what? Like I t- like I told you, it's like we having just regular conversation in general. When you mix black with anything, we are the dominant. Like that, it never looks the same. Like most people, when they you know saying when they you know have offspring, it keeps on being the same color and things of that nature. No. Like being black is like the most beautiful thing ever because we literally are all shades of brown you can potentially possibly even think of. Like there is a shade of brown represented by a black person somewhere. Like it's amazing, it's dope. But, yeah, and I feel like yo, it's so. I feel like it, we're so fly as a people, um, because you really can't put. We're just a melt. I feel like we live in the state of the country called the melting. Oh, I'm from the melting pot, which is New York. But to know being from New York and having that melting pot and then having a black the black community be a melting pot is even more of like a great feeling. Um, like you have a lot of resources too to kind of inform you and like get you up to date and educate yourself with colorism. So books like The Future of Race that came out of 96 by Henry Louis Gage Jr. Um, and basically that's kind of focusing on the origins of New Orleans, Louisiana with the French. Yes. You know, having that colorism and that spectrum. Like, you could even see it in um, The Princess and the Frog. It's it's given in The Princess and the Frog. Yes. Like, you see in the early times how they were in regards to your skin and what they expected you to do. Like, mm-hmm. you have roles. Like, even if you use an actress, the roles you would play would not be roles you would want. You would play stuff like Mamie. Mamie, yes. Like Mamie. Hattie McDaniels prime, is a prime example. Prime example. And you wouldn't get the quality roles that you deserve to get, even though you were qualified to do them because of the color of your skin. Like, it was to the point where, like, if a Mamie, yeah, you might be in the house, but if you were supposed to nurse that white baby and you choose someone to decide to nurse your baby while you're nursing that white baby, you will probably get beat the shit out of. Because that's, like, pretty much saying that you're letting the baby drink from the same well, even though those are your breasts made and created for your child to nurture. Like, that shit is crazy to me. But let alone you would have, you know, the little light skin, the lighter skin one in the crib, chilling. She'd probably just be washing dishes or reading a book or doing whatever. Like, yo, the history of my family is so crazy because my grandmother was so fair skin. They thought that she was white, but she was part white, but she wasn't 100%. But because she was so fair skin and had this long black hair, they swore she was white and swore that my grandfather was like this black man because you know back in the day they weren't really down for all of the interracial, interracial love yeah but you came in the loving case the loving the loving day literally just passed not too long ago mm-hmm. like but like they thought my grandfather was this black person the whole time my grandfather was puerto rican and native american 
my grandmother was Italian and black. So like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy to think like, if my last name is Whitehead, it is not really my family's last name. If you look in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, and you look up the last name Whitehead, a bunch of white people will come up because Sarah Omofume, oh, that's your name where you got off the boat. Well, I don't know how to pronounce Omofume, so you're about to be Sarah Whitehead. And that's when they masters want to let you know, like, yo, you're my property. I'm stripping you all your history and knowledge. I'm stripping you of your whole identity. You don't even have one anymore without me giving it to you. And three, you can't go nowhere without me because now you're branded. You're mine. That's the way they branded us, by giving them their our, our last name. So, yeah, I'm more fair-skinned than I am than both of my parents because, and that's another thing too, it's not qualified just because you sleep with somebody makes your child's gonna come out with nope. their skin and this long curly hair at all. Your child might come and depending on your lineage, your child, you might have a darker, darker melanin and your child might come out dark and y'all both lighter than I don't know what because I'm lighter than both my parents and they're darker than me. Yes, I have a cousin that's lighter than both of her parents and guess what? It comes from her grandma because guess what? It's skipped a generation. Hello, that's what happened with me. Skip the generation. Like, and it's possible. So y'all that be so fixated. When I seen that sign that girl had for Black Lives at the one of the protests, it said, stop killing black men. I, I, I'm I want these babies. Kids. Bitch, are you stupid? <laughs> And Jess, you just brought me back to a valid point. You just brought me back to one of the points I wanted to talk to you about in general and share with the world. It's been like a maybe like a month ago. It was two guys battle rapping. And so this one guy just became, I mean, of course, everybody know battle rapping is if you got feelings and emotion, you might not want to take it, as, take it on as a career. Because, I mean, they get real cutthroat and disrespectful. But the type of disrespect that this particular rapper decided to Amanda dish. Amanda brought this up. Yes. To dish was the ultimate disrespect. And that showed that he had pure self-hatred for himself. Um, because he was speaking ill about um, the other rapper's uh, child. Because she was, uh, you know, she had more melanin. And that his, um, his little girl deserved to get raped. And that his little girl looked better because she was um uh, of a lighter and skin tone. And my child's mother too. Don't and his child mother part. too. Yeah, it's like I'm talking about to the point where he was saying that she d- deserved cruel and torture punishment because she was more melanated than um his daughter. And so I'm just like like you just have to think like to yourself, like, yes, I get your battle rap and like, yeah, it's the goal is to be very disrespectful, but that disrespect that was dished in that battle was solely how he felt about himself because this wasn't even a light-skinned guy. Like, this wasn't even a light-toned guy. This was a guy that looked like me. He was more of my complexion than he was just complexion. And speaking so illly about his people, and, like, that that was just a clear indication that colorism is really rooted, you know what I'm saying, Deep, deeply rooted and ingrained in us, even though slavery is long gone, well, the form of slavery that we had is long gone. Let's, let me correct myself because slavery still does exist. It just took another name. But it just shows you that colorism is still prevalent. Even when going back to a few years ago when they had light skin versus brown skin and dark skin. Like, they had a whole battle hashtag about that. Like, degrading one another saying, oh, this is some light skin girl stuff. Oh, this is some brown skin girl stuff. And then that's exactly around the time when you had Chris Rock come out with good and bad hair, which is a great way to go watch that. Get educated. Yes. And tell you about yourself so y'all can get more insight. Yet again, this is, this is where you need a touch-up for them Ritz, okay? For the Ritz. Because <laughs> y'all need it. Because 
that's around the same time thing with Hazel E. Baby when she had pretty much had to go on in Yala and they had a whole episode. I remember Rashad Ali was a part of it. A couple other famous people on a Yala Fix My Life because a Hazel E. called black dark dark black bitches the black skin women monkeys like the darker ones like oh yeah monkeys like oh mom thanks for um thanks for warning me about girls like this who's gonna hate on me because of my light skin blah 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 whole time not irony i know irony and shade but she is an aka who <laughs> if y'all don't know uh hazelie baby's aka and i'm not sure if that's something i was talking to her on her campus for her to constantly believe and feel that was factual or something that i feel her mom if her mom raised that Nine times out of ten, the colorism still exists. It's probably was something taught in the household for people to believe. Come what on, it is. somebody, your environment. Same thing with racism. Come on. So, like, her mother probably was on her like, "Oh, you a light skinned girl? And because you light skinned, girls are gonna handle you because you light skinned. Girls are gonna handle you because you got pretty long hair. Girls are gonna handle you, blah, 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 ah, 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 boo, boo, boo." Whole time, she gave got a false kind of sense of reality and this false ideology, believing that she was some type of icon and idol the world needed to worship. And the world revolved around her because everybody wanted to get her features and run out reality, baby girl. Sorry to tell you, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody wants to look like you. Thanks. Nobody's jealous of you because of your skin. But you will be so. Somebody's gonna be mad. They're gonna be mad at your success. They're not looking at your skin color in the process, though. But you'll be so so surprised how many of our you know lighter you know like lighter melanated sisters feel this way like they were really that's why i say it goes back to your nurture because it, it is not naturally your nature to adopt some of these ideologies that that's Ooh, just yes i like that so nature so that's going back to psychology like that was literally the way you the manner in which you were nurtured and you you know it takes put it like this a lot of people love to say hey yeah i was taught this at home so this is you know what i'm going to continue to do but it takes you as an adult to realize that everything you want to talk went right so like Hello, come on so like Hello, it takes for you to you know what i'm saying undo uh a lot of those habitual habits and ideologies that you would doubt because i mean let's be real like generational cycles that have to be broken there you go there you go That's and, and and michael eric dyson said it best the cruel and color code has to be defeated by our love for one another like the love we have for each other right now during this uprising and the revolution that's being televised if this is what it takes for us to have to come together and get get behind the bullshit of this colorism then let it be let it happen because colorism wasn't even a real name for it it was called color discrimination yes but i'll let jay give y'all more more insights since that's something she loves to talk about <laughs> so the wonderful author one of the great you know literary you know literary um writers miss alice walker is the one who actually coined they gave her the um opportunity to coin colorism she coined it back in 1982 um and she defined it simply as um a preferential treatment of same race people based on solely on their color it is not racism although there is a clear relationship so yeah well, we should be spelling, should be uh, spreading out Afrocentrism like we're doing right now with our own culture, not having colorism. That's the only ism I should be hearing about. Hello. Afrocentrism. Hello. Ethnocentrism. Hello. Y'all know what ethnocentrism is? Go look it up because y'all know me. I like to look. Ask three before you ask me because I'm not going to give y'all the answer. Go look it up. But yeah, also, too, I want to put this out there, too. If you ain't seen Ethnic Notions, it is narrated by, uh, oh my God, it's narrated by Florida Evans. I can't think. Oh, it's the role. Thank you. Thank you, mind. Um, it's the role. Yes, yeah, narrated by her. So yeah, like that. 
that to me is one of the many roots which led to colorism because of the negative representation how we you know how black people were presented to the world like i even came across the um one of the books uh on social media just what yesterday of how like how they made us very dark and red lips and things of that nature so it almost like they created that they created that hate they create that hate um, within just like children images. These are children images. These are books that you read to your kids at night. These are board games they play. These are amusement parks they go through, go to, you know, to, you know, like fairs and stuff and literally have to see these images. And so this is what they see of us. And so they think that, oh, yeah, that's, that's hideous. That's ugly. So anything associated with black is not what I want to be or desire to be. So guess what? They also made the lighter skinned people feel like, oh, I don't want to be associated with these set of people. Because it's, you know, they technically evil. Because even down here in the South, they say the black you are, the more evil you are. Down here. And this is still like a current thing going on. They be kept, They always say you be careful but dating darker people. Because they're evil. This is, this is where we have different views. Because me being raised in the North, like, it's such, it's, we're so, it's such a melting pot. Like, New York is a melting pot because you have Ellis Island. Where pretty much a lot of of people who were foreigners or people who were immigrants came through New York in order to kind of spread out throughout the country. So like, it's not like, it's not saying that it doesn't happen where colorism doesn't happen because it does, but nine times out of 10 colorism happens between the lighter people. It's not the darker people. It's the lighter people. Like up North, it's like people, my complexion and lighter where it's kind of like, yo, red bone, yellow bone. Like that's what it is in New York. Like it's not no, the darker like because trust me like they love their chocolate up there but it's more so between the females and the guys like oh you have to like a light-skinned nigga you have like a, you know you got light-skinned nigga tendencies like that's really where it comes from when we're coming with our colorism up north and like new york and stuff because red bone by definition is a very attractive light-skinned woman with red undertones in her hair or her skin which, you know, you ain't never heard no nigga say oh let me give me a yellow bone everybody like i want a red bone because that's pretty much like if she bad she attracted which usually means, you know, light or light caramel, they do not have, like, the full African-American in them if they're considered a yellow bone, which means you're pretty much a mutt. So when they call you a high yellow heifer, that's not really a compliment. That's really trying to say, like, oh, you're mixed, so you pretty much think you're better, so you think you're high and mighty, and you're yellow. You have yellow undertones. So normally you're a mix. So a lot of those, a lot of the slaves, which probably was, would probably might be my ancestors immediately, like my great-grandparents um, and great-great-grandparents, who pretty much probably were products of slaves, slave and master producing a kid and boom here you are with lighter melanin in your skin because you're not 100 percent black but don't discriminate because again it's still the one drop rule one drop and you black but yellow bone red bone is something that still continues to this day in new york like people call me yellow all the time i be like uh, until i had to research like oh you're trying to insult me because i am a mixed race so you're trying to just say because i ain't no red bone and I don't got the caramel skin. I don't got the red undertone. I'm not as black as you. So because I got a, I got a little bit of mixture in me, I'm not as black as you. I can't go as hard as you. I probably can go harder because I probably know more my, in my mind to you knowledge than there you, you do with your mouth that's getting you in trouble at this present moment. Because like, your skin tone don't determine your education about things hello. and your wokeness. And that's one thing that they hate about us because our minds, they can have anything to put us together all they want to. But the knowledge we acquire that is something that they can't get in our heads and physically take out no matter what they do. And it's a threat. When you're a threat, you're always a target. That's why they want all of us gone. 
That's why they don't want us here because once we got the master privileges to read, write, educate, be a part of AP class, be a part of honors, be on the same spectrum as being gifted and talented as the rest of these kids. I'm saying all this because I was that kid. I was on the gifted and talented spectrum. Hello. I was able to do college algebra when I was in 12, Come when on. I was seventh grade. I was able to do calculus by the time I was 13 and it's a sophomore level college course. I was reading Shakespeare. I was Come reading on. David Copperfield Come in my freshman year in honors, taking honors Spanish and English, doing regents exams. I went to college with 14 credits, Come already on. done for liberal arts. But again, I looked at it as being because I'm a high yellow and I have mixed races, I'm looked at down upon because like I'm leaving my culture because I'm not as melanated so it gives me right to be an Oreo or I'm trying to fit in. No, I'm trying to educate because it's the ignorant motherfuckers like y'all that I'm going to have to lead the way and try to pass the knowledge back because you were too dumb to try to take advantage of when you had the opportunity. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest. Hey, hey. And it's okay because this is what? A different review. So you can just put it all out there. Like them, them facts though. But it's just one of the things like I, I mean, me being a, you know, a little bit more melanin than you. I, we have the same, you know what I'm saying, the same mindset and the same drive to be better regardless. Cause, and I, and my, my sense of being better ain't got nothing to do with my skin tone. It's just that I just know that I deserve better. So right. who going to give it to me? It ain't going to be handed to me. So I'm going to go ahead and get it by any means necessary. So you know what I'm saying? So I guess, I mean, it's so crazy that because like down here it's just light skin, brown skin versus dark skin. Because everybody got, they got their own little clicks. They got light skin click, which is made up of what you talking about, the red bones and the yellow. And then you got your brown skin, which, you know, I kind of technically fall in the brown skin category with your cappuccino, you, you know what I'm saying? What they call it? Uh, you more a pecan tan. Got, you got those right here. And then you got your dark skin people. And so I still see posts to this day. Like I literally seen a post probably like a couple days ago where, oh, that's something a light skin dude would do. Or oh, pose like a light skin. That is still oh, prevalent. Will you be drinking. Don't be drinking and driving. <laughs> and and that and people don't even realize that they're still, you know, what I'm saying feeding that colorism that into the environment. Yeah. Like, like I don't think we're conscious enough to know like what a person does has absolutely nothing to do with their skin tone. It it doesn't. It doesn't. It don't. But I think that's, that's, and then you have the opposite spectrum where you have people who are on the more melanated side, like Carice Rogers, the little 10 year old who created Flexing in My Complexion because she was teased for having long black hair, but being so dark skinned, like Kodia Diop, which is a model after being bullied extremely because she's a very dark melanin complexion, but her skin is so beautiful and so, like, it's so moisturized, like, it's a glow. Well, you have that kind of stuff still going on to be by your own people. So, like, pretty much we say all of this and just to say, like, before you go ahead and speak about your other brother or sister in this community or where they fall into a spectrum of their melanin, keep it all, it's all melanin magic. It's all something that we're all blessed with. It's a, it's a, it's a gift that God has given us to be able to bestow upon the world to share our gifts, to let them know, like, y'all can say we all look alike, no, and we damn well don't. But because we're on such a spectrum... You don't know where to place us, and you cannot put us in a box because there's so it's a plethora of options of black black culture. Period. Whether you're melanated on the fair skin side, where you're like Britain, who happens to be my Sora from Married in Medicine, Los Angeles. She's very fair skin, straight hair, but she's black. She's half and half, but she goes by being a black woman. 
people prejudge her as being white, but she's on a fair skin spectrum, but she claims black living. Or if you're a Padilla Dob, when you're on the darker spectrum where people be like, yo, you're really close to, you know, literally being a, a sprinkle of black magic. Exactly. And then it all comes but, in, in spectrum. And you all, the, the crazy thing about it is we all are going to get credit for it. Like, it don't matter what what your we know saying what on what spectrum you end up on you still gonna get credit as being black because guess what barack obama is on a lot of spectrum and guess what he'll be forever known as what the first black president the black president the first one and so that's why that's i guess that's the part and two i just want to put this out there for everybody too do not compliment some thank you compliment somebody of a darker skin tone that has more melanin by saying you are cute to be a dark skinned girl. I just had to throw it out there before we I'll forgot. Put them back in the comments. Like, please, oh, that is not a compliment. Girl, oh, like, oh, a light skin. You know, you know the light skinned girl is mad cute. What? The fuck does that mean? And, cause, right. come on, man. Like, no. That is not, no. That's not a compliment at all. You, If you want to say a, a person is beautiful, just say it. Don't don't include they they skin tone. Don't include their hair texture. Just give them the compliment because you guess what you can be doing feeding into the colorism. Oh, when you want to think about being with colorism, think about how they used to have babies, our black babies, as alligator bait, and it didn't matter what color the spectrum was on, because as long as you was a black baby, they was going to sacrifice you for alligator bait. So think about that before you come out your mouth and talk stupid. Don't be dumb and be like fucking uh, Masika. Kalisha, don't be out here like her. Don't be out here like Trina, where y'all out here canceling yourselves by making dumb comments in regards to colorism. Like, that's stupid. Just as stupid and as ignorant as you are. Now, that's the true definition of a nigga. An ignorant person who chooses not Hello. to educate. That's, and guess what? Chooses not to educate as well. That's really the definition of a nigga. And that, let's be honest with it. That ain't just a black person. That's any person that chooses not to be educated. So, yeah. anybody can follow up on the nigga category. Let's be honest. Because last time I checked, nigga, then hell, it didn't say of ethnicity. It just said a person. Period. <laughs> but just being honest with you, and it's just like... Wake up. Just wake yes. up. Like that and Big Brother Almighty. Wake up. You have to. Because if... We can't continue to expect things, um, you know, expect change if we can't even change ourselves. The change starts within. You you on the same page? We here. here. The change starts within. That's why me and just decided to get down to one of these many roots that we have to fix and reverse. Not saying it's gonna happen overnight. That's not what we're saying. But be more conscious of it. The more conscious of it, the the less likely you're able to do to do it. Take advantage of those gray hairs when you touch up those roots too that might pop up in your scalp. Take care of them gray hairs because that's that's the that's the real roots of the the nature that you can really find out how life really was. Take advantage of those elders in your family. Ask them questions because I know my grandmother alive. I was picking her brain like twenty four seven because she was born in nineteen twenty. That's something that I I cherish because she was able to see a black president actually come into office when she was born during the Great Depression. Like, if y'all don't take care of them gray roots and y'all keep trying to pluck them, they're just going to multiply more, which means it's going to be more of a re- reminder to go back where you came from in order to know where you're growing and know why you're here where you are now. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. This is a I mean, I mean, because I'm seeing, I'm seeing Watts and all these, right? I'm seeing all this stuff just Hello? Uh, come full circle. Like come full circle. Again. It's coming full circle. So, and... 
if you ever take a moment to just go down memory lane, even looking at history books, you can look in their history books. I call them their history books because they were made by them to only educate what they wanted to educate us on. You see all shades. Let's be real. Coretta got fair skin. Martin Luther King was more, you know, brown skin. They were all shades of people. It takes all shades of people to make a, you know what I'm saying, a movement to fulfill it, to fulfill this purpose. So that's why I said, don't be canceled. Don't be out here not your brothers and sisters just because they lighter or they darker. No, nah, it takes all of us. Facts. I mean, One love in my nine's voice. But mm-hmm. I am, yeah, this is dope though. Like, I'm here for this. <laughs> this is what y'all gonna get regularly. This is this is how we talk normally on the phone though, honestly. I'm telling you, man. Like, we just bring it to the airwaves. Yes. So, so yeah. we hope y'all enjoy it. Most definitely, you know, like, it's because... A different worldview. We're we going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you how we see it, and we see it in different ways, and that's how it is. Like, most so, definitely. Like, the same goal is to elevate the mind. So, till next time, I'm Jess Be Real. And I'm Jay Hill, and we just see things differently. Differently. Peace and blessings, people. One love. <laughs>